I'm grateful to be here. My name is Jason, and I'm an alcoholic. Um, and uh, I'd like to thank uh, Jim um, for asking me to uh, to be here. And uh, I want to welcome all the newcomers and congratulate um, them for being here, and uh, as well as people who took chips. And congratulations, Maddie, on uh, 12 years. That is awesome. And to be able to, the freedom to be able to surf Diamond Head um, in the morning. Yeah, um, you know, when I was drinking, you know, those freedoms weren't truly available for me at all. And um, and uh, when I got here, I had hit rock bottom and um, it wasn't by a court card because I didn't go to jail or, you know, um, I wasn't, didn't know DUIs or, um, or anything like that. Um, you know, my rock bottom was a, um, as my friend, uh, a friend of mine would like to describe it, a very dark place. It was a, it was a, um, it was very quiet. Um, it was, uh, I was uh, out of options. I was out of ideas. Um, um, I, I wasn't beating into a state of reasonableness. I was beaten into a state of submission because um, I simply, uh, realize that uh, um, my way doesn't work. Um, uh, any type of decision I made was, was simply not a good one. And, um, and the fact that I was sitting, had to go back to Alcoholics Anonymous uh, after 30 years, um, it was a realization that uh, I was simply, uh, uh, I, I, was, I was in trouble. You know, 45 years of age, I was in trouble. And, um, you know, and so I, um, excuse me. And uh, so I did what you guys suggested. I, I simply had no other options. And I had to do all those things that you told me to. And, and you know, I just got a sponsor. I got in those steps early. And then, and, um, and what was crazy is that um, when I got my, my year, I was excited. And then uh, the next day, I was like freaking out because I thought, crap, um, I got to do this for the rest of my life. And, um, you know, that's, I like to think that's where the, the, the work really began um, because I had to really start learning how to live. Um, the, you know, I think the for, for year, me, for me, the first year was, just doing a bunch of stuff just to not drink to get the gear. But after, after the year, it was all about living. And what was interesting is that through that, through this process that I was doing, um, I really started to learn. I really learned what my alcoholism was. And a lot of it really was me internalizing a lot of feelings and emotions. You know, I, I attached uh, emotions uh, to events things that happened in my life. And for some weird reason, I, I, I was constantly reliving and refeeling, rethinking them all over again. I was, I was living Groundhog's Day in my life, every, in my head every day. And, um, you know, when I don't drink, um, all that stuff is coming back out. And so that, that next, so after that, um, I was doing what a lot of people call the emotional sobriety, really, you know, going through a lot of those emotions that, uh, I had been storing up for my, my entire life ever since I was, you know, a little kid. And um, so um, 
it was painful. Um, I started crying at 30 days and I didn't really stop until uh, about a year and a half later. And even then now, I, I mean, I still get emotional and, and, you know, but the thing was, is like when I get emotional and stuff now, I know that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm letting go of something and uh, I'm going to be better for it. Um, back then it, it was just like, uh, you know, early on, I didn't, it was hard for me to be emotional because I didn't want you guys to, to think of me, some think of me less than, or what a baby it was. It's like it, you know, but I had no choice. I was just a blobbering emotional piece of mess. You know, I would just sit in meetings and I just cry because I just had nothing else to do. I had nothing else. In that. So, um, the thing is for me is like when I'm going through a lot of about two and a half years, I'm, I, I started going through um, a lot of crazy stuff. Um, I had this, I had this voice in my head that tells me I'm like really not good enough. I'm not, I'm no good. I don't, you know, I don't belong. And, um, and it was, what's crazy is that I, 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 I connected with the new sponsor and, and um, he had me go, he had me do another, some, some more stuff like uh, going to our sister program, Al-Anon and, 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 and going to men's meetings, you know, which was totally uncomfortable for me because I never really uh, had a father that I had a relationship with. And so, um, I, so basically he was having me do things that was really, really uncomfortable and my feelings inside me got worse and worse and worse. And, uh, all I knew was just simply just to, you know, I would just do what you taught me because, uh, and that was basically keep on reaching out and keep on calling and keep on talking. And a lot of time, and I, I'm really grateful because a lot of you guys didn't really care about how I feel, felt. You really cared about, you know, what I was doing. You know, um, my, you know, last week, uh, the person who spoke, Shannon, you know, he, who I talked to on a daily basis, uh, you know, basically would tell me that being uncomfortable was a sign of growth. And uh, the problem is, is like when you're uncomfortable for, you know, going for about a year or two, you know, I was, I was at the time when he said it, it was like, it was already, you know, two and a half years of being uncomfortable. And, um, and it, it was getting so much worse on a daily basis. And all I, all I did was just, you know, all I, all I did was just kind of tell me to keep moving, you know, and um, so um, fast forward to about, you know, about uh, this time la last year, um, it was, it was really crescendoing and um, just a lot of pain, just my head was just, just still running and I, all, I just didn't know what to do, but I was just, I was just moving through the day. Let's put it this way. It's like I was working, going to meetings, and going home. That's it. Working, going to meetings, going home. And in between calling people, calling people. It's like it was day in, day out, the, the same crazy, stupidest things. And, um, and I had something happen with uh, someone in, that I cared about in the, in the program. And I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, this happened. It was it was really kind of small, but it's like this is what happened, and I knew this. You know, was not good, and I brought it to my friend Shannon, and 
he told me I needed to make amends. It's like, it was the best thing for me and the best thing for her and all this stuff. And I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to, I didn't want to do it because I didn't want to uh, hurt this person. And, uh, but I had to do it. It was just, you know, it was happening. And so I did it. And, um, and this person just kind of like, uh, said all this stuff that just crushed me. And, um, and it was like, oh, and, uh, all I remember, uh, was later that week, I was in my Monday men's meeting and I'm standing there and my head, all my, my head wanted to implode. Right. Um, you know, for a guy who doesn't, a guy who, who lived his life not be, feeling not being part of, you know, and and not and not be, felt like it was not being liked or whatever. Um, it was a it was a big form of rejection for me, and it just struck me right inside, right in my heart, and it was painful. And I remember standing in the meeting, and my head was like about to implode. I mean. I just wanted to crawl up on the ground and just, you know, and all this stuff was happening. And uh, my only saving grace was uh, my sponsee who uh, was with me and he met me. And, and the thing was, is that earlier, about earlier that week, I did a fourth and fifth step with him. And uh, I heard all the crazy stuff, or at least some of the crazy stuff that has happened to him. It was so, so much. I mean, it was just, it, 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 was, it was stuff that I would never want anybody, my, my worst enemy to ever go through. And, uh, and that was my saving grace. I mean, I said, I, I can't, I mean, I, I remember saying in my head, it's like, I have nothing, even though how bad it hurt, it's that nothing could go nothing i can't you know nothing you know what i'm feeling is nothing compared to what this guy is and it's just it's just in my head and i remember just sitting there that night um just miserable with another miserable alcoholic next to me in a meeting of alcoholics anonymous um yeah and um later that you know later about a month before my fourth year last year I remember sitting next to uh, my friend Shannon in a meeting and I just turned to him and I said, I'm going to be okay. It just, it just hit me like that. I don't know. I don't know why or whatever. It just, it just hit me like that. And uh, I, I was going to be okay. And when I took my fourth year, it was like, I, you know, all this stuff that we do, all this stuff that, you know, you guys taught me to do all that reading and all that stuff came together. It made sense. And, um, you know, and, and what was so amazing is like, you know, that tape inside my head wasn't there anymore. It, was, it wasn't that dominant voice inside my head, you know. I, 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 I was able to realize that I'm not that person that I've always thought I was. And, uh, you know, it was just like, you know, I can't describe that feeling. Um, it, it was, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's something that I never imagined was possible. And, um, and what happened, and, and I remember, and what's interesting is that, um, how am I doing on time? Um, 
Um, I remember what's interesting is that this is a really simple program. And, you know, early on in my program, I worked so hard to, to do this because I, you know, no matter how painful it was, I knew that there was nothing else. I couldn't go back because I knew that there was nothing there. And it's like, no matter how much pain I'd have to go through, I would. And I remember one time that um, I was in a meeting and another alcoholic stood up and or he, he raised his hand and it was, it was during, it was like right after su the Super Bowl. And he said that uh, he was doing, he was, uh, he was doing a Super Bowl ritual, which is, you know, cooking and stuff. And, and he got a call and they had to do a, a welfare check on a friend, a fellow alcoholic, and they went over to his house. They went to his house and this was a friend of his and uh, found him in his room. And he had taken, you know, he had, uh, you know, he'd taken his life so to speak, um, and they discovered him. And he raised his hand, shared, and, uh, you know, and I'm just, he said that he's here and he's doing his thing, and that was it. And, uh, and for a guy who was just feeling like hell and, I, and like I didn't want to, and I didn't want to be here or anything, that's, you know, I heard that. And um, I started calling that guy and he just started telling me, you know, what to, you know, what to do. And basically I was get off my butt and get moving. Um, and uh, you know down the line I realized this was a spiritual program of action all it is is just get off my butt and just get moving and what's interesting is is that um, you know in my first 30 days I, I was at a speaker meeting and, um, and, I, and I, I was listening to the speaker and uh, he had like over 30 years of sobriety. And, uh, you know, I'm shaking and baking in the room and uh, didn't know what I was doing. And I asked this guy um, after the meeting, I was like, how did you stay sober for that long? And he's like, you know, you just, you just do what we do. And, uh, you know, later I, um, I, at the time I had my sponsor, I, I was invited to his men's meeting and there he was sitting in the front row. And, um, you know, now he, uh, he asked me to uh, be his 10 minute speaker. So uh, I'm very grateful for uh, Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm grateful to be here and uh, thank you for letting me share.